Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and it is day three here at the NFL Scouting Combine here at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis. A lot of Indians there. Yeah, there is. But, uh, We're that's, in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Matt got a chance uh, this morning to uh, – See the uh, defensive backs. Now, yeah, I, I like to just walk around and put eyes on everybody. I bet, especially this corner class. I yeah, was, I was hear them talk. The right, safeties right. were also impressive in mm-hmm. terms of their size. A lot of big dudes. Yeah, uh, yeah, just a interesting little thing here. Of course, we heard. Uh, you know, I, I said up front uh, for Christian Gonzalez, and then jo- Joey Porter Jr. was at the same uh, podium, so I didn't have to move, and I was right there for both of those. Interviews. I bet both of those looked apart. The they both very much looked apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, two very impressive guys, and two guys that are probably going to be strongly the, considered or hope they're there. Type you would of think that there right, are right. two guys that are that are in that range of uh, in the mix, seventeen or higher. Yes, <laughs> I worry. Or good for him. I can see Gonzalez going sixth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think that's in the cards. Yeah, we'll see what happens with those guys when they test. And, uh, you know, uh, that's all part of the process here. Uh, but they're very impressive-looking athletes. And, uh, again, two young men who handled themselves well on They were the good podium. on the podium, too. Yeah, getting a, a yeah. lot of questions thrown at them. Uh, both of them have the bloodlines. Yeah. yeah. People don't know that about Gonzalez, I yeah. don't think. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I think his sister's an Olympian. His other <laughs> sister's also a track star. Yeah. Yeah. Mom was a track star, right? And I think Dad plays professional baseball, yeah, professional basketball. basketball. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Yeah, so you know, different kinds of bloodlines there, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, two guys that are going to be very intriguing in this draft. Also, uh, I sat in on some of the, the safety. You know, interviews. did you happen to find your your boy Brian Branch at all? I didn't see him over. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was curious how he. I'm sure he came across well, but yeah. I didn't hear anything. Uh, but yeah, I heard a lot of the different safeties. Uh, you know, the Penn State Jair Brown. Yeah, yeah, it's a big uh, week for him. It's like 17 takeaways in college. I know, really productive. Yeah. I'm warming up to him a lot too. The more I find out about him. Yeah, so yeah. there's there's a lot to like there. It, I mean, this secondary class I think is really intriguing. Yeah, I think you get a lot of help here. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they took two guys from the secondary, yeah. you know, somewhat high. In fact, I was uh, listening to Sidney Brown's interview with the mm-hmm. Illinois kid, and uh, people rave about him as a human being, him and his brother. Yeah, and uh, you know, somebody yelled out, "Some of the comps on you are Troy Polamalu." Oh, and, really? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's as good as any. Speaking of which, I just heard that Branch patterns his game after Troy. Yeah. He said Troy and Cam Chancellor were two of his, his favorites, you know. Yeah. So I think he's a little more versatile. Well, Troy's pretty versatile. You know, yeah. Cam Chancellor's but in the box more guy. than just a box guy. Yeah, yeah. Know? And I think that's what you have to be at that position now mm-hmm. in today's NFL. Playing your you line better be able to, yeah. Amongst other things. Yeah. Yeah. Line up in the slot and, and uh, oh, you sure. know, cover receivers, not just – a tight end. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to get the Welkers and Ingrams and all those guys and stuff like that, too. It's and everyone in between, yeah. Yeah, it's the beauty of, of uh, what they're doing in the college game, and you see it trickling down to the NFL here because, again, you have to be able to defend the, the spread offenses in college. Oh, yeah. And not to mention that there's great running back. Running backs get used a lot more in the passing game in the, in the, the league than they do up there, tight ends as well. There's receivers galore. I mean, you mentioned it at the college level. You'll see a lot of four-wide the hash marks are so strange that sometimes you have that huge wide area of the field you have to defend. Like, boy, I got a lot of area to cover here. You know? Yeah. Uh, just to, to correct one thing, I we mm-hmm. talked yesterday about how the uh, inner or the uh, on-field stuff would start 
yesterday. Well, it actually starts tonight. Yeah, we screwed up. We right. screwed it up. Yeah. We, we do make mistakes here every once in a while. There's just so much going on. It's James. coming on in an hour. Right. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of everything that's happening out here. I do know that uh, the Steelers are scheduled to have some uh, guys on the field working uh some, oh, of their, okay. some of their coaching staff. So Carl Dunbar is going to be working with the defensive linemen. Good. Okay. Uh, Grady uh, Brown is going to be working with the defensive backs. Okay. Uh, Frisman Jackson will be working with the wide receivers. Uh, and then they'll have uh, some offensive line work there possibly as well. So Good. Okay. I don't think it's nearly the advantage it is like at the Senior Bowl where you spend the whole week with them yeah. and behind the scenes. But still, you're going to hear things under your breath or, you know, be right there next to them. It's certainly an advantage. Well, you know, here's what I want to see. If I'm first of all, you want to see how they move on field. And mm-hmm. You're going to get that that look. How do they interact with the other guys? Yeah, that's what I was Who's the too. alpha dog? Who's the right. alpha of the alphas? Who, who wants to stop the run to the front of the line and yeah. you know, who everyone kind of responds to or cheer, you know gets everyone moving? Because energy's a big thing there. Of course, they're they're revved up, but they've had a long week before they oh. finally get on the field. Well, think about you know how long the day is before you get on the field to work out. I know. It's almost unfair. Like, you don't get to sleep in here. No. And at least they're not starting drills at 6 or 7 at night. At least it's 3 now. It's a little bit better, but still, that's a long day. It's not like, hey, I'm going to go take a nap at noon. They don't let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll see some of the defensive linemen get out there tonight. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. Um, and then, uh, I guess, tomorrow we'll get to see the defensive backs. Yeah, um, yeah all the safeties and corners. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's going to be, you know, things start to heat up. I think the quarterbacks are slated to get here and talk tomorrow. Oh, okay. That's so, obviously a highlight. Yeah. You know. And then they'll work. They'll do their on-field stuff on Saturday. But we're Jesus. not going to have the whole front seven tonight. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's a lot. Yeah. I think that's in this draft. Um, we're just talking about it a little bit there. I think the, the front four guys, mm-hmm. you know, your edge rushers and defensive linemen, and then your secondary might be the two strongest positions in this draft. Hmm. I'm a big fan of the tight ends, but that's just a one position on the field yeah. as opposed to four. There's or not six. as much need. Right, 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 you know, right, right. Tight ends is it's nice having all these tight ends. Right, but right, right. Like everybody wants defensive backs. Everybody wants defensive Front linemen or edge rushers. That's a good point. I think it is a very deep class across the board for the guys. Front line, back line. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And I wonder if that's because of where the the game is going as well. Maybe, maybe. I, I just think it's a little bit of an unusual corner class that there's so many six footish type guys that are all in the top fifty mix. Yeah. You know, I don't know why that is, but it, it seems like a real trend for this one. Well, it's, I think it's a natural progression because in previous years we've seen so many wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You need somebody to cover those guys. Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't know. I'm, I'm spitballing here, but if I'm a sixteen year old, seventeen year old, six foot, one hundred ninety pound guy, and I'm a good corner, I'm a good wide receiver maybe there was less an easier path to getting on the field at my new college at corner so i stuck with it you know because yeah. there's so many receivers in the league right now well that's the other thing I've, I've noticed about a lot of these guys you see more position switching mm-hmm. and now at the college level i think that maybe not they're college uh, switching but there's position switching yeah more than ever right this guy you know i talked to i was there for uh, uh the the washington state uh um linebacker yesterday okay day on the henley. Yeah, henley, yeah henley henley yeah and he was a tight end that moved to off-ball linebacker. Really? You know, that's interesting. I mean, he doesn't look like a tight end to me, but maybe he was a Connor Hayward type. Right, right? You yeah. Know, right, right. I, I've mentioned this many times, but like a trick in recruiting we used to do was bring in five running backs in a class, and one of them was like 190 pounds, but he ran a 4-3. Well, he might be a corner or safety. You yeah. Know, the, one of them's 230. Well, he might be my next linebacker. Or, you know, so they were always the best players on the field, just bringing a bunch of athletes that are good football players and maybe you teach them later. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Wes almost stepped in front of the camera there. <laughs> and I should say that this week we're giving Steelers Nation even more ways to consume SNR Drive content at the annual Scouting Combine. You can listen to us live here each day from 2 to 4 p.m. on SNR. You can also get our programs, as usual, on demand where you get all your favorite podcasts. Uh, but this week you can also watch us. Yeah, hello. Well, how about that? Uh, and, uh, you know, so uh, we're This will be the last that. day for that, though. This will be yeah, the last yep. day for that. Our shows, you can listen to or watch the show here on radio each day on our on the Steelers YouTube channel. That's live on SNR through our podcast and on the Steelers YouTube page. And, again, if you haven't checked out the Steelers YouTube page, if you haven't subscribed to that. Jump on that now. you got to right. get on that now uh, and make sure you subscribe to the Steelers uh, YouTube channel. Lots of good video stuff there. Looks back, looks forward. Uh, interviews with current players, mm-hmm. former players, all kinds of good stuff on there. Wes uh, was getting a kick out of earlier. That I guess that there's been a lot of photos of current Steelers 
at their combine. Yeah. You know, kind of a throwback thing and how much younger they look and you don't know what team they're going to at that point yeah. and interesting stuff. That's always fun. You know, we'll be uh, watching the workouts tonight. Heavily. Heavily. Yeah, and right. then you kind of sit there and you think, oh, that guy looks like a Steeler. Yeah. You know, fits the mold. Fits the mold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things we keep an eye on as we sit here. Um, the workouts are more open this year. Like, if we wanted to go over and watch mm-hmm. the workouts in the stadium, we could do so. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'm so inclined. No, I'm not either. I'd much, I, mean, I think I'd rather do, do it right. watch it on TV. That's what I'm used to. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I wouldn't mind being there. It's just it's so I'm, – I'm recording them all at home. I'll yeah. fast-forward through them all, but I'd love to sit somewhere tonight and just watch them on TV and react yeah. organically and see how it goes, you yeah. know. Right. Yeah. And maybe have a fine meal or two. Um, yeah, know, have, have something to eat while you yeah, sit down yeah, yeah. watching it. And watch it at your leisure. Indeed. Yes. And then when Indeed. I get home, I'll grind it, you know. Yeah. Um, should mention as well that our triple takes will start next week. Right. Our triple. Our I think triple I'm going to write my running backs up tonight. I hope you do so you can send it to me and I can merge all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. together. My quarterbacks are done. I'm thinking I'm do my running backs when we're done here. I have so. Mike Pursuit as quarterbacks and running backs nah, beat on my laptop right now. I have mine on there as well. Okay. I'm just waiting on you. Okay. I was waiting on combine <laughs> heights and weights, but I guess there's no. we can always fill them in afterwards. So. All right, right. I've had my – I'm not trying to brag, but I've had my quarterbacks done for like a week and a half. Should have well, sent them in. look at you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love the class, by the way. No, I'm the not a big. I'm not a huge right. fan of the quarterback class. No. I got to tell you. I think I'll be a lot higher on the running backs. I think that's a good group. Yeah, yeah. F- figuring out the top five there. There's a lot more to pick from. I think we're going to have a little more variance there too. Yeah, we may not have the same order, but I bet we have the same five quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe McKee's in there. He isn't for me, but I think the top five are pretty set. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in some of these. Like when we do our top five edge rushers, right. All five of those guys are going to go in the first round. All five of those guys, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm trying to think of maybe corners as well. Corners is probably similar, yeah. Usually that's receivers. I don't know if it'll go five deep that are in the top 40 mix. Yeah. Maybe four, you know, that are guaranteed in that neighborhood. Well, all but, five quarterbacks go in the first round. No, Herndon won't. Herndon Hooker's my Hendon four. Hooker, Herndon, yeah. Herndon Hooker's yeah. my five. I think four guaranteed. And more and more, I think there's four guaranteed to be gone by the Steelers pick. That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, Are yeah. all four gone before the Steelers pick? Because Steelers fans, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You oh, want you those quarterbacks to all go. You want Bajon Robinson to go mm-hmm. before the Steelers pick. Yeah, things you're not necessarily interested yeah. in. You want, you know, everybody else can shop in that aisle. Yeah, and, yeah. and even some of these edge rushers you mentioned. Yeah. I don't know that edge is in the, the mix at 17. Right, you yeah. Know, so if you could get three or four of those off the board. Uh, sure helps. Now you start. So that's the way you need to look at this when you're when you're putting together potential Steeler picks. Mm-hmm. So if you take four quarterbacks off the board, right, that leaves me thirteen guys. Yeah, let's say one of the tight ends goes up there, right, or okay, Bijan. That, that's five, or Bijan. That's seven. Mm-hmm. There's six. The wild I'm sorry, I can, I can count. That's six. If let's say four of those edge rushers go, well now right. you're up to ten. Now you're up to ten. I think there's a real good chance three corners, three tackles. So that's 16. Right. I think there's a strong chance a receiver. All right, that's 17. You know what I mean? Like, Jahan Dotson was gone at this point last right, year, right. There, as, amongst others, and some of these guys are comparable to those guys. Yeah. Uh, that might be about it, though. Uh, maybe a Torrance. Does Brian Branch go or safety? I'd say maybe a Branch or Breezy, maybe. You know, I don't right. think a fourth corner could go. No, I don't think so either. Right, right, right. I think somebody could run themselves into that this week. They might be in the consideration, or that we'd feel comfortable at seventeen, where we yeah. thought we'd rather have them at twenty-two. You yeah, know, that could happen. But that's the that's what you're looking at. I mean, maybe even higher number edge rushers. More, I think. Yeah, about. it could uh, be more than four. Or the Murphys and all those guys yeah. too. So or again, S, or, you if, know. if it's five, you really like that. Yeah, that would be ideal, and I could see that. I don't think that's crazy. And tomorrow we might be like, oh, there's gonna be five. Did you see these guys testing last night? You right. Know, yeah. That wouldn't blow me away either. So yeah, I mean, so if you're a Steelers fan, that's what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. You want those guys to do well here and oh, yeah. solidify themselves as top 15 picks. Back to the quarterbacks real quick. I mean, I, I we just kind of threw out, we think, four gone by 17. The, I think the Panthers picked nine. Yes. I think four gone before 10. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure the order or where, but there's so many teams in the mix. I was over there doing a hit with the Colts, and they're like, we're worried two like be gone by four. Right, which right. Which is a really good chance. And then if that's the case, the Raiders and Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers are sitting there at nine Lions going, do we have to move up to get one? Absolutely. One, absolutely. You know? I think that might be the case. So the, it's, it's such a strange difference from last year when the Steelers just held Pat and got their quarterback at 20. Right. It, it makes it even more unique, you know, yeah. that 
there was we didn't know as much then as we do now of course you know we wouldn't even thought there was a chance willis would be the first one off the board i mean knowing what we knew then put ourselves in those shoes but it, it didn't seem confident that you could just sit there and we'll wait for 19 picks to go and be like we'll still get our pick of quarterbacks like oh well that doesn't happen very often it doesn't happen ever no it doesn't. i mean obviously last year it happened but it rarely happens mm-hmm. that you know no quarterbacks are taken in the top 10 right and last year was just the perfect storm yeah yeah it was and Another thing about this draft is if you look at just blue chip players, I don't see a ton of them, yeah. you know, to be honest with you, that we have to this, – this D-Diamond D or this Edge or whatever is just so good that I'm going to pass on a quarterback. So that brings me to, like, the Seahawks, who I think will re-sign Geno, and, and the Lions because both those teams are trending upwards. They're both really young. I think they're ahead of the curve for their rebuild. They both have two first-round picks. The Lions also have the Vikings second-rounder. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I think Seattle has another mid-round pick or two. I think if I'm them, I grab one of these quarterbacks possibly because I look at it like if I'm ascending, I'm not going to be in the top ten likely going forward. Right, right. I can Anthony Richardson could wait behind Geno or Goff, and you know. So the obvious candidates that don't have a quarterback are going to be in the mix: the Carolinas, the Raiders, the Colts, et cetera. Of course, Houston. But maybe if I'm one of those teams, now's my last chance. Yeah, I, I think if you, you like one you enough. Look, if you like one enough, that's mm-hmm. going to be right. the, just not to take one. Yeah, it's right. going to be, and, and you know the the, the question uh, that that's what makes like an Anthony Richardson, right? Who is probably going to take some time to develop, right? You, but you look at the traits and you go, okay, we can, we got time to to let this guy develop. Yeah, I did. think that's what Tennessee looked at last year with Willis. Absolutely. You know, they looked at okay, we've got Tannehill under contract. Mm-hmm. Here. We like we like him. We have a running. We game. have the we have the time to let Willis. Yeah. Develop. And now they have to make the decision, though. I mean, are we going to bring Tannehill back? Can we just throw it all on Willis after the little we've seen of him? And clearly when they needed to win games down the stretch, they trusted Dobbs, who wasn't even on the team at this point, yeah. ahead of him. So not that Willis is a failed experiment, but you didn't learn a lot. Right. You know? Well, they pro- I mean, they learned a lot. They, they saw him every day in practice. And that, that goes back to what Greg Cosell told sure, us sure. yesterday. You know, you've, you've spent the time with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what he can handle, what he can't handle. Or you have a pretty good feel for that. Right. Like, unfortunately, for, like, Carolina, they don't – I mean, other than the human being, they know nothing more about Matt Corral. You know? Right, right. He was in the mix at this point last year, too. At least Atlanta has a real good book on Ritter right now. Yeah, they yeah. played. Yeah. Yeah, does Washington really know as much about Sam Howell? Well, he played a game. A game, it was fine. Yeah. But, I mean, they can't possibly be confident with what they're saying about – Oh, he's our guy. We're fine. You know, like <laughs> he's our guy. He's fine if we bring in Brissett or Baker or something right, and right, see right. how that goes for a year. But you can't have super high expectations. Yeah, you know. I mean, you, you know a little bit more about the person. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot. But more, you yeah. don't know necessarily as much about the player. Right. Yeah. So, and obviously the Steelers are way ahead in the curve of all the second-year quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Times a thousand. That's the beauty of it. Right. Right. That is the beauty of it. Steeler fans, the Steelers media platforms are loaded with great combine con- content all week long. Visit Steelers.com and the Steelers official mobile app to hear live and on-demand SNR audio content, exclusive one-on-one video interviews with key decision makers, and daily editorial coverage from yours truly. Uh, the <laughs> team also has a great throwback combine workout highlights on current Steelers for you to check out. That's all this week on the Steelers media platforms. Matt, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, We'll be back with more right after this. You're tuned to live coverage of the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lawley. He is Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're pleased to be joined now by Tony Pauline of the uh, Pro Football uh, Network. And, Tony, this is like Christmas time for you, is it not? You know, it's it's probably like the days before Christmas where you got to wrap all your presents or you haven't done any shopping and you're going crazy because... What am I going to get my wife? <laughs> because literally, and it's funny you say Christmas time because once the Christmas holidays are over, through the beginning of April, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. You know, Shrine Game, Senior Bowl, Combine, doing 800 reports. It's actually like two weeks before the draft is kind of the calm before the second the, storm. Yeah. Right, right. So, Makes sense. you know, Christmas, I guess it's the Christmas, ra- we're doing all the it's crazy like between stuff. between November and, and Christmas itself. Yeah. When yeah. you're doing all the shopping. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because it, it just gets nuttier each year. Yeah, that makes sense. 
So Steelers pick at 17. I want to talk offensive tackles with you a little bit. So on most boards, I don't know, I haven't seen yours recently, Skaronsky, Johnson, and Jones from Georgia are the top three. Do you agree with that? Do you have an order? Do you think there's any chance they're available at 17? Only Jones, possibly. Okay. I go Johnson, Broderick Jones. Skaronsky right now is on my guard. Is he a guard? Yeah. Yeah. Only because I want to see what his measurements are. I've been reporting for a couple of months now. He may not be six foot tall. There is questions about his arm length. If his arm length is under 33 inches, you can forget about him being a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Maybe some teams will see, view him as a right tackle. Right now is my number one guard. I don't think Paris Johnson is there. Okay. Roderick Jones, I think the Washington Commanders may actually scoop him up. Before There's they, a couple w- spots that could easily to, happen. Before he gets to the right. Steelers' uh, position. The Jets need an offensive lineman as mm-hmm. well. Uh, it's going to be – if he falls, it's because – some sort of red flag popped up, okay. usually. Yeah. Um, he's 6'4-ish, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's he? a small – yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he's a shorter tackle, mm-hmm. but he's very athletic. Mm-hmm. You watch the film. He's good for, for his own blocking system. He can get out on the second level and take out linebackers. There were times you watched the film this year. He was 20, 25 yards downfield taking yeah, yeah. defensive backs he out of really run. Yeah. And he's a good pass blocker. He's got to get a little bit stronger. Younger guy's got to improve his run mm-hmm. blocking, but that should come as he physically matures and gets into an NFL weight training program. With Skaronsky out of your tackle mix, do you have a clear number three? Uh, or is there a bunch of guys fighting for it? Well, I mean, you got Dewan Jones mm-hmm. of Ohio State. You got Anton Harrison of, uh, Oklahoma. of Oklahoma. Oklahoma right. yeah. Warren McClendon. But those, but it's, it's a real drop-off. Okay. There's a, yeah, okay. there's a gap there between those There's guys. a gap between Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones. And then there's another gap between, a bigger gap between Broderick Jones and that next tier of yeah. offensive tackles. Like, I can't be in at 17 with those other ones. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, right, right. Dewan, uh, Dewan Jones, that would be a major reek. But, I mean, those are still quality guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone talks about the first round. You can still get, you know, good, good offensive line. Well, that's the beauty on. of this year for the Steelers is they have 17 and then they have 32. Right. So right. they get that first pick on day two. Right. And when we talked to Omar uh, Khan the other day, he says, I expect in that 24-hour period between the end or 18-hour period between the end of round one and the start of round two, that's going to be a very valuable pick. People are going to call. Absolutely. I mean, because somebody inevitably falls. Or you saw last year, although it wasn't the thir- it wasn't uh, that early, you know the Jets made a, a move up to get Brees Hall, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know they there there usually is a player there that a team wants and they get a little bit antsy, and moving up in the second round is not as costly as moving up in the first round, yeah. so yeah, you can probably you know maneuver that pick or, or, or auction off that pick and get more draft capital. Is the fifth year option since they've made the the rule changes with that, that with the the way the the money is in that fifth year option? Is it as valuable as it used to be? At certain positions, sure. I mean, at quarterback, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I mean, running back, not so much. Yeah. So it depends on the position. Uh, left tackle, absolutely. Cornerback, absolutely. Safety, not so much. Imagine if the Giants would use the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. Right. They'd be in a lot less of a pickle as we stand right now. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Right, absolutely. right, right. So same question with corners. Yeah. Whatever order, Porter, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, are they your top three, you think – and you're there at 17. You said Porter, Witherspoon, Gonzalez. That's my th- that's my order. Okay. My top three. I think there's a little gap after them too. Um, yes, but not as much not as as, as yeah. people think. You know, I'm still I like Christian Gonzalez. I'm not sold on him as much. Joey okay. Porter's got a much better body of work. He's physical. He's athletic. He's fast. He just needs to polish his game. Mm-hmm. Devin Witherspoon is probably the most polished corner in this draft have to see how he runs, if he runs the 40, because there's some question about his long speed. Devin Witherspoon's probably the most NFL-ready. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the least amount of bumps in the road with him, but if he's not running fast and run, receivers are running down the field past him, that's a problem. Christian Gonzalez, I like, doesn't have the body work. You've got some good players after that, though. Deontay I love the corner class. Yeah, I just should. thought those yeah, were the yeah. top three. Deontay Banks of, mm-hmm. of Maryland, who is going to run really well here, and you watched the film last year. The film matches the athleticism. And he's 6'2". Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not just he's a fast athlete on the football field. He's a good cornerback. He, he's, a, he's a tough, confident, to the point of being arrogant type of corner, which you, which which you want. You want yeah. right, right. <laughs> and he's got a great amount of upside. Uh, Cam Smith of uh, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Right. Not as polished as, say, Deontay Banks. He's got to learn to make plays with his, with his back to the ball. Uh, but he's got a great amount of upside. He's big. He's going to run fast as well. I happen to like D.J. Turner of Michigan. I think I've heard got, great things about yeah. what he's going to test. Outstanding yeah. ball skills. The only problem is how tall is he? Okay. He's 5'10". He's 5'10 and a half. He's 5'11". But there's 12 good ones in this class. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Eli Ricks of mm-hmm. Alabama, who's got tremendous upside. 
and he's got tremendous tape. The only thing is he's played 24 games in three years. He started five games for Alabama last year, so it's a roll of the dice with him. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people like Keely Ringo. I like Keely Ringo as an athlete. When he's on his game, he's very good. But when you really break down the film, there's a lot of issues with his game. He yeah. gives up a lot of receptions. People remember he played great against Ohio State down the uh, stretch when they needed him to. But there are a lot of issues. You know, there have been issues with his game. Garrett Williams of Syracuse is another guy, day two guy. Emmanuel Forbes of Mississippi mm-hmm. State. I think he's more of a nickelback, taller, thinner guy. Clark Phillips of Utah. Tyreek Stevenson of Miami. So, yeah, it's a lot. you're going to even, even – Started day three. I mean, you're going to have guys like Terrell Smith of Minnesota, uh, Miles Brooks of Louisiana Tech. You're going to be able to get, and not necessarily starting corners, but I mean, quality guys, guys will play for you, Blue Kelly and guys like that. Yeah. As as nickelbacks, yeah. as rookies. Yeah, yeah. Rush from South Carolina. I, I Darren really Rush. Brother, I, right. I want to see. How, I heard he's going to run pretty fast. I heard as well. Little yeah. uh, little rough around the edges with his game, but uh, he's got size as well. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, uh, teams are going to look at this. NFL coaches are going to look at this and say, well, "We can coach that guy up." He's got the. He's got. He's big enough to ride the ride. There's a lot of these guys that are over six foot. That, right. That you know. They do that at every position, and yeah. I think sometimes to their detriment. Right. Because what happens is, is in, in the you scout, take the trades. Right. Well, that, and, and they say, what did this guy do well? Okay. And sometimes they dismiss what the guy consistently does wrong. Right. And it's sometimes, especially at the quarterback position, you, you can't coach that out mm-hmm. of a player, which is why there's so many busts. Yeah. Do you have a good feel for Bijan Robinson where he lands, and how would you compare him to? Since you've been doing this, the best running backs in their class. I mean, is he Saquon esque? Uh, you know, I think Barkley was was more well rounded. Barkley was okay. a terrific short yardage ball carrier. Third and two, you can give him the ball. Bijan Robinson is a guy who can be brought down at the point by a single defender. He's not going to carry the pile like Barkley did. That said, he's a phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. I think if it was 25 years ago, we're potentially talking of Bijan Robinson as potentially the first pick of the draft, yeah, right, right, right. if not a top three pick. Where does he fall? I have him going to the Buffalo Bills in the 20s, simply because they need him. Not only that, yeah. it's not a value position. And there was talk that the Buffalo Bills were going to take Brees Hall last year. Okay. They passed on Hall. They take Kerry Elam. The Jets took Hall in the second round to see what Hall did before his injury. So I, I think that it's a situation where I see with Brees Hall last year, he's a first-round prospect who plays a second-round position. Mm-hmm. B. John Robinson, I think he's a top-10 prospect who plays a position that's going to go in the that's bottom still of the third a second-round position. Right. right. Yeah. In terms of the defensive linemen in this, in this class, in the defensive front, we saw what happened with Jalen Carter. Everybody knows that news by now. Right. How does that affect him? How does, does that affect then the rest of the, of the draft board? I don't, I don't know if you guys saw this, but right before we went on the air, Carter's here. He's, he's back. Right. He's back. He's back, yeah, right. The, to answer your question, how does it affect him? Nobody knows. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, he, best case scenario for him, this has got to be finished in the court of law sooner rather than later. Right. Because if we go to draft weekend, remember Lael Collins? Yeah. yeah. Lael Collins, just days before the 2015 draft, he wasn't even a, a suspect in the case. Police just wanted to talk to him about the situation because there were some text messages. And it struck fear in everybody. And Leo Collins went from a potential top 40 pick to undrafted. Undrafted, right. Okay? If there are lingering legal questions about this, come draft uh, day, draft weekend, it will kill Jalen Carter's stock mm-hmm. because they're not going to know. You know, right. There's all this speculation now, and it's just speculation. I think even if it's answered before the draft, there's going to be questions about his trustworthiness because they said that he was shifting his story, and people told me, all right, he lied to police. Yeah. And teams are going to want to know, well, you know, if you're going to lie to police, what are you going to tell us? How can we trust you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And I've he's, heard there's a level of immaturity there there's in a, general, it, you know, uh, which is in yeah, right, yeah, right. He's naive. You see that a lot of times with right. Quinton Williams. I mean, when he came out in the draft, was very, very naive, but he's blossomed into one of the best mm-hmm. defensive tackles in the league. He's playing phenomenal. Overall, it's good pass rushing class. Uh, you've got some good defensive tackles. I think you've got. Who's your number two? Number two defensive tackle. Is it Breezy? Breezy, yeah, yeah Breezy, of, okay. of Clemson. Okay. Who I think, actually, in my mock draft, I had him falling to the Steelers at 17. We've I talked about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had so many cornerbacks going early. Okay. Uh, and Brise is a guy who, when you looked at the 2021 film, he was a game wrecker. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was a guy who controlled the line of scrimmage and just dominated play. Comes back this year, story with his sister, di- younger right. sister, dying of brain cancer. He had a kidney infection himself. I think he, he had, had a shoulder, I think, as well uh, this year. And, yeah, right. And, and I think he had enough college football. It's time to take it to the next level. So. Mm-hmm. 
I'm very hopeful of him. I have him as ranked as a top eight prospect in the draft okay. because of what I saw in 2021 and willing to give him a pass for last year. Do you agree this week is critical for him, though? I mean, medicals and interviews. Uh, interviews, yeah, but I think he's going to interview well. I, don't I hear know he's a high-character high, high character yeah, guy. I, I don't I know mean, of any problems in his past. The medicals, I, yeah. I was more talking about his, the unfortunate situation with his sister. Right. How did that affect you to this year? Well, I, you I think I mean? we all – but right. the thing is this is – It affect he, anyone. Not only that is he came back to play. You know, yeah, most guys most could have redshirted right. after said, listen, I'm done. He came back and played. And I think that, you know, that's a positive for mm-hmm. him. Or at least Good came back and out. tried to play. The medicals are critical for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. You know, just like – you know, Jalen Carter with the legal questions, a bad medical will kill a guy's draft stock. So you mentioned you had him mocked to the Steelers. Um, I've told Matt before we even got here that he's one of the guys that I would like to see them potentially get here. Uh, Brian Branch is, is another guy that, <sighs> that I really like yeah. that would fit well with what yeah. they do. In, in terms of the Steelers in the draft, I mean, what, what do you see their needs being? I think anything on the lines of scrimmage, number one. Mm-hmm. I, I think either side of the line of scrimmage, that's why I had uh, Brise uh, going to them. I mean, you know, after that, and it could be multiple guys on the lines of scrimmage. Uh, after that, you know, maybe they need a receiver at some point. Uh, I think corners in the – Yeah, corner as yeah. well. So uh, I, I think the, one of the – like I said, the reason I had Brise going 17 is because all the corners are off the board. Now, if Brise goes 17 and one of those corners fall down to him, I think that's something that that appeals to him. I do like Brian Branch, though. I had Brian Branch going to the Jets uh, at 13 in my mock draft because okay. Brian Branch is a sa- who is a guy who a defensive back who plays a safety position like a cornerback. Yeah, he is a guy that you can line up over a slot receiver in man coverage, and you're going to lose nothing. He's, he's also not a hell of a blitzer too. Uh, he's very physical. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's very and he's fast and, and he's. I have Branch rated much higher than most people. I have really? Branch as a top okay. 10 prospect on my overall draft board. He was good in 2021. He was better in 2022. And he can do a lot of things in center field. And the, the comps to, to make of Fitzpatrick aren't, yeah. aren't a reach. No, not at all. I mean, he, they're, they're not definitely comparisons. If you have two of those, it wouldn't be so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So other D tackles. How about Ika? How about um, – uh, Mazzy Smith, uh, I love Mazzy Smith. Yeah, okay. Okay. I, I'm a guy who thinks Mazzy Smith should go first round. Whether he goes first round or not, I don't know. Uh, he's supposedly going to test off the uh, charts. I here. hear it's like a legend. Uh, right, right. I was told that uh, during spring practice, he ran the three cone at over 300 pounds under seven seconds. That's unbelievable. <laughs> now, even if he comes close to that, that's amazing. But think of how many defensive backs want to come here and run under, uh, uh, under right. seven seconds. When I watched Mazzy Smith the past two years, I see what he does, the dirty work in the middle of the line, enabled Mike Morris and Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabu to do those things on the edges because okay. they were on man, they were in man situations because uh, Smith kept getting uh, double teamed in the middle of the line. I don't think he's worth the 17th pick of the draft. Right, right, right. But maybe 32? Uh, absolutely. If yeah, he's there, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ika? Ika from Baylor, he's more a day two guy. He's more of your plugger. He is your zero technique, traditional nose tackle type mm-hmm. that's going to basically command double team blocks. And he is immovable off the line. But he's not Vita Vea. Uh, he's not a playmaker. Yeah, no, he's yeah, not yeah, an athletic yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's not a pass rusher. Uh, he can make plays against the run, but you're looking at him to basically occupy the gaps. Okay. Who comes out of this as the best off-ball linebacker? I think Trenton Smith of uh, of Trenton Smith of Clemson, Clemson yeah. is a guy you got to look at. He's very athletic. Simpson. Clemson, Simpson. Yeah, Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, He's very athletic. He covers a lot of area on the field. He goes sideline to sideline. I've seen film where he's 30 yards down the field with tight ends and coverage. The instincts have got to be a little bit questionable. He's a little more athlete than a football player right now. Yeah, he basically runs to the ball and and makes a lot of plays. I like uh, Nolan Smith of Georgia a lot. Now, Nolan Smith had the pictorial injury this year, played sparingly in eight games, and then they shut him down the end of the season. You go back and you watch Nolan Smith in 2021 when Georgia had all that great talent. And Nolan Smith was a three-down linebacker. He could play in space. He could play in coverage. He could defend against the run. And they would blitz him up the field. He's a tremendous and, edge rusher. He was right. outstanding yeah. in all aspects of the position. I had him as a first-rounder coming into the season. Had that injury. He's, he's going to fall a little bit uh, a little bit later on than what people think. I, I think uh, – You're listing him with the linebackers, not the edges? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. I know yeah. he's going to be like yeah. 230. Yeah. You know, right. Uh, uh, but it's it not – forget about the weight. I just look at the film and the things that he could do off the, the, the three-down game that he has. Okay. 
which is why you know I think you can do you can line them up in the three if you can line them up in the three four you know if it's third and five you can send them up the field on the blitz or you can drop them off the line with it with a tight end. Speaking of tight ends, I'm kind of infatuated with this tight end class, okay. and I know the Steelers don't really need one, but I want one. Do you love the class as a whole? I mean, I could see eight starters in this group when it's all said and done two, I, there, two years from now. There were three guys at the top of my list. Michael Mayer okay. of uh, Notre Dame. Luke He's Mus- the traditional in line. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Mayer 15, 20 years ago is a top 15 pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Michael Mayer is going to break 4-8 in the 40 here. Yeah. Uh, so he's not a tight end for everyone, but he's a tight end that can play every down. You know, oh, yeah. Luke Musgrave of Oregon State. I That's think my he, favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's very underrated. He was at the Senior Bowl. He was less than 100%, and he was out there competing. And when we asked him, you know, why are you here at 100%, he's like, I just want to play football. And, and that's going to go over. Watch really. it on TV. He still looked like he was running like a deer through the secondary. Yeah. You know, right. Tucker Craft is a guy that people mm. go, should get uh, really familiar with. I think he's going to test off the charts from South Dakota State. He plays the tight end position like a receiver. I like Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm. Dalton King of uh, Iowa, I think he's underrated. Dalton Kincaid, I like. I know a lot of people think him as a first rounder. What I was told is he may not be able to work out before the draft because he's injured. He's banged up. Okay. And I think with Dalton Kincaid, I didn't even want to say he was a late bloomer. I don't think Utah really used him correctly because he wasn't the starting tight end going into the season. Brian Queef was. Yeah. And when Queef got injured, they put Dalton Kincaid basically where he should have been from day one as a starter. I mean, he was a zero-star recruit. Didn't yeah. even know who he was. Didn't yeah. catch any passes as a freshman. And, you know, and right? the ir- irony is he's going to – if, you know, he's got excellent size – He's got excellent play speed. He was a guy who was projected to be like a four six five guy mm-hmm. before the injury. Don't know if we're going to get to see him run before the draft. Well, our guest has been Tony Paulina, the Pro Football Network. Tony, appreciate your time and uh, always your expertise on the uh, draft. I know you do. This is what you do. Yes. And so uh, we appreciate you stopping by. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Live from Indianapolis, this is the 2023 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. And we want to thank Tony Pauline for stopping in there with us. Always a uh, fun good, segment every yeah, year. Good stuff right, from right. Tony. We didn't even dig into Zeppelin. We didn't, <laughs> although we talked a little bit about it pre. Uh, sure. Because we were at uh, the Slippery Noodle the other night, and there was a acoustic band playing. Two-man acoustic a two, band. A two-man acoustic band. Is that a band or is that a duo? Not a band. Well, it could be They're a band. Friends. The White Stripes were a band. <laughs> there were two people. They had a cello and a... They had a cello and a, an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and rambling on. You don't often see that duo, but they did. They played a heck of a version of Ramble On. In fact, yeah, a, a lot of the time. stuff they played was uh, really good. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, so, this week, uh, Steeler fans, we're yep. giving Steelers Nation even more ways to consume SNR Drive content at the annual Scouting Combine. You can listen to us live here each day from 2 to 4 on SNR. You can also get our programs, as usual, on demand where you get all your favorite podcasts. But this week, you can also watch and listen to our shows here on Radio Row each night during the Combine on the Steelers YouTube channel. That is live on SNR through our podcasts and on the Steelers YouTube page, so check that out. And we're starting to get some uh, results here from the measurements of the defensive linemen. And uh, uh, intrepid reporter over here, Wesley Euler, said that Kalijah Kansi out of uh, Pitt came in at six foot one, two hundred and eighty-one pounds. Six That's one a plus for him. Big. That's a plus right. for him. I thought he would be. He was listed at six foot at Pitt, so you always say, <laughs> right, "Well, right. is he six foot? Is he five eleven and change? Is he six foot?" So coming in at six one is big. Yeah, it is. And. I still don't think he's for the Steelers, but I think he's in the mix for possibly the second D tackle off the board. In the mix, I expect him to test extremely well. Yeah, his get off is rare. His interior pass rush has immense value to any team. It's just how does your scheme fit him? But the, I thought he'd be lucky to be six foot. So the fact that he's six one, I think, helps him. In the real world, he's a good football player either way. You know, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looking here, it says Lucas Van Ness came in at 6'5", 272. A little heavier than expected. Yeah, he's a thumper, man. I was watching him the other day. I think there's some Bud Dupree there in that he's just a bully that tries to go through people time and time again, which works, and he has those kind of, you know, power, heavy hands, size, 11, strength. 11-inch hands. Okay, that all adds up. Which, I bet big hands. Arms. Right, right. 34-inch uh, arms. 
Yeah, I mean, he looks I mean, apart. Yeah, I think he needs to refine his pass rush a little bit more. And it's hard to just brute tackles and again, if, if you're a Steeler fan, you want Lucas Van Ness going before 17. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think they'd be super interested in him. But if he can develop as an interior pass rusher and develop his pass rush moves, he has a high ceiling. Yeah, uh, Felix uh, and Duke uh, and, and Kansas State and Duke uh, Uzoma. From K State, uh, 6'3", 255, 33 and a half inch arms. Yeah, I mean he's a Steeler mold. He's I a, think he's a day yeah. two player. He's he's a true, uh, you know, outside linebacker yeah, yeah, type. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Van Ness at that size is not as much. More of a four three. More defensive. of a four three. Uh, can he be an interior pass rusher? Maybe. 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 Yeah. You know. Yeah. Looking here, I'm I'm just not seeing a lot of measurements here yet. Uh, yeah, I'm anxious for him. He's been here for three days. We're we'll looking at the Pro Football Network, Tony Pauline's network here. We'll see what they – Tony's always dialed in with that stuff. He is. I'm looking here, heights and weights, heights and weights, heights and weights. It's loading. Yeah, it's loading. As Internet's been, been a little bit of an issue here this been week. A but a bit right. of a problem, yeah. Right. And plus, this is all brand-new information. Yeah, okay, there we go. Uh, they don't seem to have – oh, they got a few here. Brian Barisi. Oh, uh, where's he Brisey, at? Brisey. Uh, he said, six five and a half, two ninety eight, ten and a quarter inch hands. All what you want. I mean, six five, six five and a half, two ninety eight is nice. Do you happen to? Know I'm guessing he came in a little bit lighter because he was listed at three hundred five because okay. he wants to run better. Cam was under three hundred pounds as a as a draft basically pick. right I around that. So, three, right, two ninety eight is basically three hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care if he's three hundred or not. I yeah, mean, he's not a nose. I mean, I'm not asking him. To but do he's got that, that right. length. He's got that six mm-hmm. five and a half. He's going to look like yeah, you know, that's what I expected. Di- he looks like the dinosaur you expected. He's actually a little taller than I expected. Looking at watching him on tape, yeah, six five and a half. Yeah, 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 that's great. Uh, Byron Young out of uh, Texas is there's uh, two Byron Youngs. Is there yeah, a Bama this, one and a Tennessee one. Oh, this is the Bama one. Yeah, okay. Six three two ninety four. Six three two ninety four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he might be a little short for the Steelers' D ends, but they've he's they've got eleven got, inch hands too. Really? Okay. Max, what'd your hands come in at? Max Starks had 11 and a half inch hands. If you've ever seen, I'm looking here at Max's hands now. Max, they're large. Max could, it, when Max grabs a basketball, it looks like he has a Nerf ball in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 11's huge. 11 you know, some of these guys are 11 yeah. is huge. I just remember like, when they, when the first uh, time uh, T.J. Watt they brought, t- when the Steelers drafted T.J. Watt, and we were on the air at the facility doing mm-hmm. the, the draft coverage, and they brought T.J. over to uh, talk to us, and he shook his hand, and it was like. And it just enveloped your, it yeah, twice, enveloped yeah. your whole hand. Like, wow, this dude's got big hands. The one that I remember <laughs> was when DeForest Buckner was coming out of Oregon and it was dude who's doing combine stuff. He could pick up a ruler, 12-inch. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. That's a big hand. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. That's a big hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm starting to let's see here if there's anybody else. We've got those three thus far. Oh, there's one. Uh, DJ Dale, interior offensive lineman. Uh, he is from interior defensive lineman or offensive lineman. In, interior defense. Oh, okay. Six one three zero two. Okay, I'm not real familiar with him either. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep checking these. I mean, there's Dante Stills, the uh, West Virginia guy. Oh, West is we talk. Six three and a half, two eighty six. Okay. I mean, as a day three guy, I think there's some interest there. Yeah. Uh, looks like uh, Cameron Young. Uh, he's the uh, the other Cameron Young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Six three three zero four. Six three three zero four. Okay. Okay, yeah, they don't designate with the schools here. So yeah, yeah. Get some guys with sim- with the same names Man, here. It doesn't happen all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, looks like uh, Jalen Carter. Six, I, it's interesting he's in the building. It's, six, I think three, that's a thing for him. I mean, who knows how that affects him, but it sounds like just his whole situation. He the fact like that he weighs 314. No, he doesn't. That's one of the beauties of him. Yeah, he looks right. like – I mean, he looks much more athletic than that. Like I've all heard all these Quinn and Williams uh, comparisons – and Tony even kind of brought it up. And I'm like, Williams is heavier, isn't he? Yeah. But no. Right. <laughs> like, wow. You know, right. Gervin Dexter came in at 6'6", six, six, yeah. but he didn't uh, – he did not uh, – there's no weight here listed for him. 6'6", yeah, six, six for back. Gervin Dexter. That's a possibility. Yeah. Max mentioned that – do you know who the Florida strength coach is? I do not. It is Carl Dunbar's son. Ah, there you uh-huh. go. So there might be a little, a little inside, inside, a little inside right. information there on that. Uh, Keandre Coburn, six two three thirty two. I don't know him. Uh, he is uh, from. Uh, is it Auburn? Could be. Yeah, it sounds like they're doing all the D tackles yeah. right now, though. Huh? Keanu Benton from. Uh, Where's he at? Six four three zero nine. I bet he has long arms. Just that's looking at him too. Nine and three quarter inch hands, uh, but that's a good weight for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, there's uh, J- Jacqueline Roy. 
the LSU guy. He's more of a nose tackle. Six three three oh five. I thought he'd be heavier. Maybe he's trying to trim a little bit. I'm sure. Uh, you know, if you're going to run at this yeah, event, yeah, yeah. you don't want to come in at three thirty. If you got to take your shirt off and stand in your underwear too. You know? <laughs> well, there's that too. There's, there's always the embarrassment. <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't want to be that sloppy. Look good. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the beach. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Maisie Smith. She's three twenty ish. Six three, three twenty three. Six three. That's a little taller than I expected from him too. So his drills are going to be impressive. Yeah. I wonder if I could break this down by position here. That might make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can. How about that? I'm sure they're bringing them in. Look at me. I'm like a like, like I just learned how to use the uh, how to sort here. things. Yeah. What the heck is the defensive interior defensive line? That's what we want to see. That's all it's gonna. That's all that's gonna be available for the. I would think. Now, yeah, those right, are the guys right. that are getting measured today. Then maybe some of the edges. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. Gives you a little less work. All right. Uh, anybody that we didn't do here yet? Maisie Smith. Ika. Mm, how big is he? Siaki Ika, 6'3", 335. Hmm. I thought he might be a little taller thought, than that. I thought he might be heavier than that. How big are his hands? Uh, Ten and a quarter. Okay. They so, don't do arm length on that. I yet, don't right? see arm length on here yet. Yeah. Okay. That'll be coming out later. Yeah. Uh, Zach Pickens. Uh, he is, He's intriguing, yeah, too. South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 6'4", 291. Yeah, I think he fits the cam to it, Aaron yeah. Smith mold a little bit. He's pretty active, too. I like yeah. that player. athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what they got here for the edges. I didn't think they were out yet, but maybe they are. Well, some of them were, so. Oh, were they? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you got the Zuma. We talked about him. Oh, right. Van Ness uh, was already out. Will McDonald, the fourth, 6'3 and 5'8, 239. I was worried about his. Like, he's real narrow waisted, yeah. unbelievably long arms. He's a really good player. He has a lot of sacks. He's going to test well. I just wonder if he's a little too slim. Is he a designated pass rusher only? I mean, you know? obviously, if he's a 239 now at 6'3 and 5'8", he should mm-hmm. be able to get to 245, 250. I would think. It's just his, his build is so, I don't want to say dinky, but it's he's got a little waist and, and he's long-limbed. I mean, he's, he looks like a basketball player. That's okay. I can put, yeah. you can put weight on him. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, Zach Harrison, 6'5 and a half, 274. I hear his arms are almost Starks-like. Really? Turn, yes, and that he's a crazy tester. Starks like. I mean, <laughs> rare for his position. So I, I think he's somebody to watch. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we have thus far on the heights weights. We'll see how that. Uh, how yeah, we'll check in, in on in there. But uh, yeah, the defensive tackles. Uh, uh, this class is interesting, and uh, you know, I think the Steelers could definitely add at that position. Um, I. Yeah, I mean, they'll either sign Ogunjobi or they won't. Or they'll Even sign if they somebody sign else. Ogunjobi, I'm still interested. I, in... I still think they draft a 285 or bigger defensive player. Yeah. You know, no matter what. Cause here's a, so, you know, if you look at it, I mean, Chris Wormley played a lot of snaps last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was has been a valuable guy, but he's coming off an ACL. Yeah, and he's not getting any younger, and, and, and he's going to be thirty. And I want to get younger at that position and continue. Yeah. And, and and more importantly, have those guys learn under Cam. Oh, without question, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with having Cam and a bunch of guys under twenty-five. Hey, I hear what you're saying, and warmly to me is kind of your fallback plan. Like, yeah, you can always bring him back in camp, and with you know, his injury, no one's going to probably sign him right. for a while. I mean, you probably is floating out there post draft yeah. or in that neighborhood, and if he is, you could even have a side like deal. Him. Even you could even say, "Hey, we're going to draft one, but we're still going to bring you in one-year deal at X yeah. X amount." Um, I know noses aren't as important as they used to be in terms of snap counts and all those things, but I don't think Alulu's back. And true noses, I think Adams is a two. Yeah, that doesn't mean you have to find a one, but, but do you, do you, you better have another one. Do you need necessarily if, if Adams is your nose? Nose. Mm-hmm. Um, how much base are you playing? Not a ton, but you play the Ravens. But if I draft, if I draft Brisset. And ask him to do that. He or, he's I, I've watched tape on him. I see him on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't have to put Cam know. on the nose. I, right. that, that, I don't want to do that. But he can too. But he can. Right. But I don't want to have to do that. So if I can take a guy like Perse and, and put him on the nose and keep Cam at defensive end. Yeah. I mean, depending on the opponent that week. I mean, yeah. I don't want a ton of snaps of Perse or Cam or any of those guys handling double teams time and time yeah. again. But you're you not going to play with the nose on the field. No. You know, 60 snaps. But I also – don't want to. I mean, what if Adams gets hurt? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, but you've, you've so I'd found, like to have two of them. You found Adams on the, you know, basically mm-hmm. on the street uh, two years ago. I just think he's a high quality two. 
Yeah. You know, in a perfect world. But a high-quality one doesn't play that many snaps. So what's that's the, the problem? That's, right, right. the, that's the conundrum that you come into. Yeah. You dr- if you draft one of those guys early, mm-hmm. he's going to be standing on the sideline most of the time. Yeah. Much like, like Casey Hampton. There would be games where Casey right. Hampton play 15 snaps. Yeah. Because absolutely. the other team knows you got that guy, too, and they're mm-hmm. not going to. It's a it's a catch twenty two. But if you don't have that guy, then they're going to load up and run up. Run you're going to you're going to yeah. You're going to do that all day. So, so it's an interesting. How much do you value that? Is always a balancing act. It, it definitely is, and so. Um, but uh, yeah, I think th- those lines are getting a little more blurred now too. Mm-hmm. Because you you know that if, if you take a guy that can rush the passer, right. And you can also overset that by putting Ogan Joby and Cam both in the. A gap yeah. or in the you know head up over the guards or whatever. You don't have to have line line up someone knows over the center snap after snap. Absolutely. So, Steeler fans, the Steelers media platforms are loaded with great Steelers combine content all week long. Visit Steelers.com and the Steelers official mobile app to hear live and on demand SNR audio content, exclusive one-on-one video interviews with key decision makers, and daily editorial coverage. The team also has great throwback combine workout highlights on current Steelers for you to check out. That's all this week on the Steelers media platforms. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with Hour 2 right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.